What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. And this one is my team selection for game week one. This is a series that's going to run throughout this season where I give you my thoughts on my own team, transfers, captaincy, and all that good stuff. If you want to follow along, make sure that you subscribe. And another thing that's going to help you throughout this season with your own team is signing up to Fantasy Football Hub. They have 50% off at the moment. And if you sign up and don't win your mini league, they will give you your money back. Terms and conditions apply. All the links you need in the description below but as we're talking about teams today i thought i'd show you the my team tool if you want to get an idea of how your team is shaping up ahead of the new season you can use this for free to get your team rating and then by signing up for the memberships you get loads of other features one of which is the suggested transfers now this is not to say that when it suggests a transfer you have to do it but it can be useful in showing you players that maybe you haven't considered and then you can wonder why it's recommending them to you and they might end up being a better move for your team so that's really useful if you want to make use of that and the optostats fixture analyzers ben krellin's transfer planner all the other stuff they have to offer like i said 50 percent off at the moment and if you don't win your mini league they will give you your money back all the links you need description below so we'll start with the goalkeepers and defenders and basically this is my main team at the moment but there are variations of this draft which i like which i'll talk through later and as i go through the players i'll discuss which ones are pretty much locked in and who i'm not completely sure about and who i might go for in instead now the two goalkeepers are Onana and Matt Turner just before I started recording Nottingham Forest confirmed that they've signed Turner from Arsenal and in FPL he's listed as a four million pound goalkeeper so for me he's easily the best option for the bench because he's the only one we can be certain of getting minutes from obviously for West Ham I'd rather back their defense than Nottingham Forest but we don't know whether it's Ariola or Fabianski that's first choice and unless David Moyes tells us I'd rather get the minutes from Turner instead now there are rumours that Forrest still want to sign Dean Henderson. That might be a bit of an issue, but he is recovering from injury at the moment. So Turner will start as the new number one uh, in game week one. And if he does well, he might hold on to that shirt anyway, and Henderson would have to be a backup. So he's who I'm going to go for on the bench. Because of that, I'm not completely sure about the Anana pick. Like, I like the fact that I can back the Man United defence for 5 million. Even though they've got Spurs away, Arsenal away, and Brighton at home in the first five game weeks, it doesn't massively put me off because the long-term fixtures are good and goalkeeper is a position we don't use a huge amount of transfers on. But Jordan Pickford rotates really nicely with Turner and Nottingham Forest, and it would also save me 0.5 million. Bearing in mind that traditionally, most people start with a 4.5 million goalkeeper, so I'd only be doing what I usually do anyway. So it is something I'm now considering. If we take a look at the Everton fixtures for, say, the first eight, they get to play Fulham at home, Wolves at home, Luton at home, and Bournemouth at home. So four of the fixtures are really good. One of the home games in game week five is Arsenal, which isn't great. They've got an away game against Aston Villa in game week two. But if you look at Nottingham Forest fixtures in those two weeks they got Sheffield United at home and Burnley at home. And I know people don't like rotating goalkeepers because if Jordan Pickford gets a clean sheet against Villa or Arsenal, it could be a huge score because he's probably got loads of save points as well. But I think if you were doing a free hit team in those two weeks, game weeks two and five, and you could only choose between Pickford and Turner, who would you pick? You'd probably go for the guy with two really good home games. So the fact that you get to save 0.5 and you get a bunch of good fixtures over a long period makes me think that I'm probably going to drop down to Pickford. It would also give me 0.5 million to spend, which I wouldn't necessarily put straight into the team, 
but I would be able to have that as kind of a backup for later on. One player that people have got me thinking about is Estepinia. So particularly Praz, who, who's been on the channel, does the FPL Wire, FPL Fraser on Twitter. I've been talking about having kind of 0.5 to do Estepinia to maybe a Man City defender or even Reese James because obviously the fixtures for both those teams are pretty good. And after game week three, it does get a bit tougher for Estepinia. Now I'm perfectly okay with playing him against Newcastle in game week four if I need to. He's got Bournemouth at home in game week six but if I did have a spare transfer and I could get a better defender from a, a kind of more so I'm not saying Chelsea are necessarily more solid but with better fixtures then I might be kind of thinking about doing that not necessarily now but later on and having 0.5 could be pretty useful just quickly on Estepinia and I've got Pinnock on the bench because Brentford's fixtures are pretty good early on clean sheet potential is there um, Henry is flagged at the moment which is why I don't have him but I have been considering who might cover for Estepinia so in game week four it's Newcastle at home game week five it's Man United away Udogi at Spurs 4.5 million has Burnley away Sheffield United at home I'm just a little bit worried about Spurs clean sheet potential but I guess with the fixtures they've got there could be something there hopefully he would be mostly nailed on you got Colwell at Chelsea Forest at home Bournemouth away which is good my only worry there is I know I want Reese James if he's fit and I probably don't want to triple up on Chelsea defense and also it's rumored that Bayern Munich want Kepa so we might even have Sanchez as first choice goalkeeper soon enough for 4.5 so I don't know if I want to double up on the Chelsea defense with Carwell and Chilwell straight away Pinnock has a good game week four but a bad game week five so that doesn't really cover that well and then Botman who's a defender that lots of us talked about early on as being great value and a great defense he's kind of come out of teams recently and although he doesn't have a good game week four, bright, uh, Brighton away, I could just play Estepinian. And then from game week five onwards, Newcastle's fixtures are pretty good. So it was a long-term pick who's nailed on compared to Carwell Udogi, who we don't quite know. He might actually be the one to go for. So at the moment... I've got Pinnock there, but that might change the Botman or maybe even Udogi from Spurs. Other two defenders in the back three are Gabriel. He's absolutely locked in. The only way I won't go for him is if I get last-minute thoughts about going for triple Arsenal attack. I don't think that's going to happen. I rate the Arsenal defence highly. The fixtures are great. Gabriel definitely in. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to start with Chilwell. I don't think having him for Liverpool at home is a necessity. Chelsea will almost certainly concede. Liverpool are great at scoring goals. But he's also very attacking, and I don't mind playing him in that fixture if I don't have a better bench option. Uh, so the only way he wouldn't be in my first 11 is if I can bench him and i got someone else better to play in game week one. I know some people are considering playing Botman ahead of him. I just don't think I can do that because if Chelsea, uh, sorry, if Chilwell scores, it's just going to kill me having him on the bench. So at the moment, he makes up the back three. And then the other defender on the bench is Kabori, four million pound defender. If I went from Anana to Pickford, I could make that, bench spot a 4.5 million defender as well so have two of them and i know people rather spend the money on the first 11 but if i'm going to go without salah and trent i don't really need that money and while i might not need two 4.5 million defenders right now they could be useful later on in the season so it might be that i do a nana to pickford and then Kabori to Botman, and maybe have Botman and Pinnock, or Botman and Udogi, whoever it is. That's something I'm thinking about. But locked-in players, 
Estepinian, Gabriel, and Chilwell, and Turner as well. Anana to Pickford? It sounds crazy when you say it out loud, but I am seriously tempted. So unless there's injuries or I decide to go with Mo Salah, which I'll talk about later on, I would say that four of these five midfielders are locked in, and that is Rashford, Fernandez, Saka, and Mbermo. With Rashford, you've got Man United's main goal threat. That might change with Rasmus Hoyland, but he's injured to start the season. We know Rashford's either going to play left wing or through the middle. His minutes are absolutely secure. Wolves at home, first game of the season decent they've just lost their manager there might be some new manager bounce but i think in general walls are in a little bit of trouble then it spurs away which isn't great for someone like anana but i wouldn't be worried about playing them as an attacker and then it's forest at home in game week three so he's locked in similar with saka arsenal's most nailed on uh, attacker for minutes as far as we know he's still on penalties and unless Arteta says different I'm just going to assume that he is and again you've got Forest at home Palace away Fulham at home first three I just cannot go without him within Burmo he's been my favorite 6.5 million midfielder pretty much since the game launched I know people have concerns about Ivan Tony, but I just think Brentford and Thomas Frank in general are just great they'll figure it out he's going to be the most nailed for minutes he's also going to take penalties even if they bring in another forward I still think Burma will start every game and keep penalties. And I just think with the fixtures they've got after Spurs at home, he's a great option. And if he does well against Spurs, his price is going to go up pretty quick because people will see how good those Brentford fixtures are from game week two onwards. There is Matoma, there is Eze. We'll probably talk about them later on. Both good picks. But for me, Burma is the one. And with Fernandez. I've heard people say things like, you know, Madison could be great at Spurs. Mount might be further forward. He could be a great option for less money at Man United. They are all things that are true. Grealish, Foden, they could do better than Fernandez. But Fernandez is like a sure thing in terms of you know what you're getting. Going to play every game. Going to play pretty much 90 minutes as well. He's on penalties. And if he does continue to get into attacking positions and he's creating chances then he's, he's one of those players that could easily rack up a bunch of points quickly. And even if he doesn't play that well, if he gets a penalty, that can easily be 10 points when it comes to bonus because he's decent for that as well. So Fernandez for me is not a essential pick, but I think they have got those great fixtures. And at 8.5 million, I can pretty much go to anyone else in the game, both from midfield and attack. Okay, I can't go to Son, De Bruyne, Salah, Kane. But outside of that, things are pretty easy. So I like him as a safe solid pick to start the season that could go down to anyone else so that's the four nailed on players i'm pretty sure i'm going to start with martinelli the only reason i say he's not locked in is because i do like matoma and eze and that would also save 1.5 million but i just don't think i can go into game week one without three arsenal because of those fixtures they've got like they could easily come away from the first three game weeks with what nine ten goals not saying that will definitely happen but it's possible and martinelli is one of their biggest goal threats i do have some concerns over his minutes you know that if you've been watching the the videos throughout pre-season like he could be subbed off early but i think the fixtures are there for him to rack up the points and then like fernandez if i need to move off there's loads of ways to do that and also because of the players i've picked like none of them are really minutes risks or anything like that. If I get to game weeks three and four with spare transfers, it's not just midfielders I'm looking at. It's also forwards. So let's say we get to game weeks three or four and Martinelli's not getting enough minutes. Well, that's an easy transfer to someone like Nicholas Jackson. 
And we know Chelsea got brilliant fixtures from game week three. And if they haven't signed a new number nine, his minutes are going to be brilliant. So it's not just midfielders I'm thinking about. It's also forwards. So there's loads of good reasons to have those players. Most of them are template for a reason. They're just solid picks. And I just don't think there's anyone else that stands out as an obvious go-to. If I've got that 0.5 million for Pickford instead of Anana. I could go for Odegaard instead of Martinelli. But I just think I'll probably bank that or maybe use it on my bench instead. And then up front, it's Haaland and Watkins. And Ollie Watkins is another one of those picks like Bruno Fernandes where he's not that exciting, but he is just a solid option. You know exactly what you're getting. He's always going to be in the first 11. His minutes are always good. And he's probably still on penalties as well. I don't particularly like Aston Villa's opening six fixtures. But when you start thinking about other forward options, Jesus and Nkunku were injured. Darwin, Gakpo, Wilson and Isaac are either not nailed or they don't have great fixtures and okay Nicholas Jackson possibly Jao Pedro only 5.5 million they are players that I will consider but if I go for Jao Pedro I want to spend that money elsewhere and that's where Salah comes in with Jackson I don't really need that 1 million and when you look at Aston Villa's fixtures okay Newcastle away game week one is not that easy but Chelsea have to play Liverpool now arguably Liverpool at home is easier than Newcastle away. In fact, I don't think many people would argue against it. But I think if you were going to back an attack going into this season, Villa or Chelsea, with all the changes at Chelsea, the injury to Nkunku, you'd probably go for Villa. So that doesn't bother me too much. And then it's West Ham away, Luton at home for Chelsea. Villa have got Everton at home, Burnley away. And again, I know what I'm getting with Watkins. I can't be quite so sure about Jackson. It's not that I think he's a bad pick. There's some scenarios where he makes it into my team. But I think unless I need that million for a big upgrade elsewhere, Ollie Watkins is just easily the one to go for. And if it's not looking great and Chelsea are doing really well, it's not just that loot in a home game in game week three. Chelsea's fixtures after that are brilliant as well. So Watkins to Jackson and pocket a million, maybe less, because if Jackson starts really well, he'll probably go up in price. That is a move that I can do. Or, like I said already... If Watkins is also doing great, but Martinelli or Fernandez aren't, maybe I switch to a 3-4-3 and put Jackson in that way. So I just can't see any reason not to go for Watkins because of the options there are, unless I need the money. So that is how the team looks. Just on captaincy, it's going to be Haaland. Like, I think there is probably a case you could go for Rashford or Saka. they got really good home fixtures. But I'm just not up for backing against that captaincy in game week one. If it goes wrong on Friday, and I've not captained him, and he gets a hat-trick against Burnley, which I'm not saying is likely, but it's definitely possible, that's kind of your weekend ruin. So I'm definitely going to go for Haaland. And when I looked at this team on Fantasy Football Hub on the My Team tool, 97% rating is pretty decent. Uh, like, Again, if you've got 94, 95, 96, it's not something to worry about. It's just to give you an idea of how good that team is looking for future weeks. So the team rating is how it's going to do over the first five weeks, and the game week rating is how it's going to do in that specific week. So overall, it looks pretty good. And if you do use this tool, you can scroll through and see how the team is looking in future weeks to start planning transfers. And you've got the suggested transfers as well, which we'll take a look at now. So these are my suggested transfers. I'd recommend checking this out for your own team. If you want to do that, you can just click those links in the description description below and interestingly they are along the lines of what I've been thinking about anyway so Anana to a 4.5 million goalkeeper in this case they've suggested steel and the reason for that is the predicted points over the first five game weeks are basically the same so you get to save 0.5 million now I probably wouldn't go for steel just because I don't want to double up on Brighton I'm a little bit worried about for Bruggen but this is what I'm saying about using this tool it's not to say you have to go for that player but it does give you something to think about so the fact that it likes dropping down to a 4.5 
fits into what I want to do anyway. So I quite like that. Chilwell to Stones, reason for that is Man City's defence is a lot better. I would just hope that Chilwell can get an attack and return in game week one. And if he does, I just prefer his minutes and attacking potential after that. And then the last one is Martinelli to Odegaard. And I've gone round and round with this. You've seen me answer this question in videos. Martinelli, bigger goal threat. Odegaard, better minutes. And because of that he's predicted to get slightly more points than Martinelli over the first five weeks. But again, it's to give you something to think about. Yes, Odegaard might be the better pick, but is he worth that 0.5 million? If you don't have it, I would probably just stick to Martinelli. So that's my suggested transfers. Let me know what you think about them. Otherwise, let's look at the other variations of this draft. So just to show you a couple of variations of that draft, for this one, I've put Pickford in instead of Onana. So that saves me 0.5 million. I already spoke about the rotation with him and Turner. And I've also dropped Martinelli to a 6.5 million midfielder. Now, I'm not sure if I can go through with that because a triple up on Arsenal with their fixtures looks great but it does let me save some money to spend elsewhere and also there's a lot of good 6.5 million midfielders now I've gone for Matoma I know a lot of people like Eze for what it's worth longer term like six to ten game weeks Eze probably is better because there's a lot less competition for places in that Crystal Palace team he's on penalties and they don't have any European matches to worry about obviously Brighton do but you look at those opening three fixtures for Brighton You've got Luton at home, newly promoted side. Wolves away, just lost their manager right before the start of the season. And West Ham, who are now without Declan Rice. I know they're making new sign-ins, but I don't think they're going to be as strong as they were last year. And obviously, the Brighton attack is fantastic. It's much better uh, than Crystal Palace. So I think there's a chance someone like Matoma, before European matches start, starts could outscore someone like Martinelli and it also then lets me boost the bench so I've gone for Reese James as my cover there instead of Pinnock and I've still got 1 million in the bank which I could use straight away or I could save for later on to give me a bit of flexibility so I do quite like that but again that Arsenal triple up almost feels non-negotiable for me and like I said it could be Eze instead of Matoma so that's one way to do it the other one is of course to drop Watkins for Jao Pedro, who's very popular right now, and that lets you start looking at Mo Salah. So for this team versus the first one I showed you, you've got Jao Pedro instead of Watkins, Salah instead of Fernandez, and Matoma instead of Martinelli. Now I do have 0.5 in the bank, but that's because I've put Pickford in instead of Anana. But on the bench, it's still Mubama, Kabori, and a 4.5 million defender. For this one, I've gone for Colwell just because of how good Chelsea's fixtures are. And I feel like I need a bit more cover on the bench because of all the money spent on Salah. But again, it could be Pinnock, Botman, whoever. I'm not going to go into that again. I like this draft. I don't think it leaves you completely inflexible because if Jao Pedro is an issue later on, then you can just sell Salah to someone cheaper like a Fernandez or a Martinelli or an Odegaard, whoever it is, and then use that money to do Jao Pedro to Watkins. I've spoken before that when you do that, you've got a little bit money of money left over. But again, is that a huge issue? Probably not. And with this, you get to Captain Salah in game week two. I think you'd have to be the kind of FPL manager that is brave enough to go against Haaland. But with Bournemouth at home, that is tempting. And Salah's ownership is still really low. I'm just going to check here what it is. It's 23.8%. He's very rarely been anywhere near that at any point over the last six seasons. And all you're really losing out is Fernandez and Watkins. Now, they're more solid picks compared to Jao Pedro and Salah, but... Jao Pedro looks to be first-choice penalty taker. And if he gets enough minutes early on, who's to say that this combination can't win out? 
And again, like those fixtures I just spoke about from Matoma, João Pedro obviously has the same ones. There are players that can play in his position, and CISO and Lalana can play as the 10. Even if João Pedro gets used as a 9 sometimes, you've got Ferguson and Welbeck. So even if he starts games, he could come off early. That's my concern. But as long as you're happy selling Salah later on, or maybe even a Saka or Rashford if they're not doing well, you have got money to upgrade João Pedro. The only issue is... If you want to stick to that midfield, there's not really any other forwards for 5.5 million that I would be looking at. I've got 0.5 in the bank. I could maybe go to Wissa or Calvert-Lewin. But I just I just think I'd prefer to have Watkins there as kind of, again, that more safer, solid pick. But this is seriously tempting me. Like, Salah's barely been in my drafts all preseason. But now we're getting closer to the deadline. The panic will start to set in. And this is where you really start to find out exactly who you want. And I think on paper... The team with the value spread around Martinelli, Fernandez, Watkins is better. But sometimes you've got to go with a team that makes you happier. And I think having Salah in there for me does that. And also, if Kane stays, Salah and João Pedro can become a 5.5 million midfielder and Harry Kane as well. So there's loads of ways to look at it. I've already spoke through my main team. There's a couple of variations. If you haven't already signed up for Fantasy Football Hub, make sure you do that before the game week one deadline. Get your team checked out. There's also Opta Stats, Fixture Analyzers, uh, Ben Credin's Transfer Planner, and loads more. So it's well worth it. 50% off if you win your mini league. And, uh, sorry, if you don't win your mini league, you get your money back. Terms and conditions apply. All the links you need in the description below. If you've enjoyed that, give it a like, hit subscribe, and I'll catch you again soon for another video. Sports Social Podcast Network.